Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Andy Potter. Hey. Today, Haley, Andy, and I are discussing the latest episode of Ruby, uh, Dread in the Air, uh, Chapter 2, Volume 5, uh, which aired uh, today on Rooster Teeth First. Uh, we're talking uh, Ruby, Volume 5, every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. This is your place to be for the Ruby discourse. You can uh, check us out at OverlyAnimated.com or search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Uh, subscribe to us to not miss any future Ruby, Volume <clears throat> 5 content. Um, we talked about the premiere Welcome to Haven last week, um, and you can find that uh, wherever you're listening. Also on YouTube, uh, we put all our podcasts there, so subscribe there if you want uh, uh, Ruby content. And uh, we're getting to Dread in the Air today. Spoilers for both episodes. Um, before we get into it, uh, I gave these warnings last week, um, and I'm not going to give the content warnings every podcast, but I do think they're applicable here just as much as the first episode. So I'm going to, again, listen to the first First podcast, you want more details, but uh, we tend to we tend to get into negative uh, critical outlooks on the show. We're not inherently negative, but we're um, you know critically objective, and something sometimes we'll get negative about the show. And also, we approach the show from a progressive social lens. So, um, if that sounds terrible to you, um, believe me, we're getting into that today. So you might want to uh, not listen. There's believe again. I'm warning you. Okay. So that being said, not to preface the discussion too much because, of course, it's a large episode. There's a lot going on. So don't don't feel the need to for that to affect your thoughts here. Uh, Haley, what did you think of Dread in the Air? I I am conflicted because I thought it was uh, an okay episode. I was like, oh, this is nothing's wrong here. We've had a really good long scene with Weiss, and we haven't really seen her that much last season, so that was nice. Um, and I was all for it. I was really excited when Sienna got introduced, and I was like, awesome, cool new character. This is going to be great. And then she got murdered, and I hated the episode then, so it was... <laughs> It was a lot of conflicting emotions. I actually remember thinking as she was introduced, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a really good episode. And then that all crashed to the ground um, as she died on the steps. So, yeah. So I guess that's my thoughts was that I, I thought it was good, but uh, the ending killed me a little bit. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> there killed, you go. Yeah, killed Sienna and killed Literally. Her, yeah. Okay, yeah. So. yeah. 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 Uh, Andy, what do you think? Uh, I wasn't even feeling that good about this episode earlier in it. Like the Salem stuff, it was whatever. It was like just generic. Like I'm evil. I'm doing stuff, and it was fine. I wasn't upset with it. it. The scene was good, and then we got to the wife stuff, and then I'm like the guy that loves fight scenes, even if they're pointless. This was a pointless fight scene that even I couldn't get behind. Like it just felt so, I don't know, just so boring for some reason. Even though I really liked watching Weiss fight things, it's just. It felt like it went on way too long. This was like a really long scene of just her shooting at these wasps for forever in this airship. And I could have, I wished we got a little more character stuff with Weiss instead. And then, of course, Sienna dying after being immediately introduced is just horrible. And of course, and we had a whole scene with Adam. And I'm just really down on this episode, even though I think there's some still some redeeming parts of it in it, but I'm not feeling that great about it. 
I enjoy watching Weiss fight things, Andy 2017. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a different way to say that, but <laughs> I enjoy Weiss fights. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Andy, Haley liked it until the end, Andy not loving it. Um, I'm, I'm more on the Haley side of this. I was really enjoying this episode until the ending. I think that the end, well, I'll, I'll have my whole speech on the ending later. Um, it's terrible, but uh, I, I disagree on the Weiss. I, that was one of my favorite scenes of Ruby in a long time, this Weiss fight, this Weiss fight scene. Agree it's pointless, agree it's long, but I, it was, it felt very reminiscent of volume one to me. And it'd been a long time since the show had kind of taken me back with like just a fight scene against Grimm with one of our four leads with an awesome song in the background. Like that's all, oh. it's all I want from the show right now. And, um, I was, I was living for it. This is one of my, this is my favorite song from the volume four soundtrack. It was great uh, here. Um, like, look, is it the best, uh, choreographed fight scene or is there anything super interesting happening? No, but it was like, uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, with like an action piece which i love hope the show does way more of so um i was i was really enjoying that and that was like a big highlight of the episode for me and definitely my favorite part of the season so far um the the salem stuff in the beginning was fine you know it's it's it's, i think whenever salem and friends are on screen it's like never a a super big problem it's it's never really exciting either um but i thought what we had here was fine and um then the white stuff was great and then the uh adam appeared on the screen and it's like oh no like this is not (laughs) going downhill fast adam maybe the worst character on in animation right now yeah if he wasn't in your mind already which i think he should have been anyway he definitely is now yeah the problem is that he's not a really a character so it's hard to call him the worst character he's just he just appears to do terrible things yeah yeah um so you know like overall i wonder whether we'll remember this episode for this horrible um adam killing of sienna khan or whether we'll remember it with this great weiss fight um the only hope i have is that we already had the worst adam moment in the show's history so like it can't be that bad right like we already had the I, the terrible adam thing i th- i i was looking at the ruby subreddit just to see how everyone's reacting they seem to be reacting only to the adam stuff i think this yeah. episode you remember just by Every, yeah that's how... that's seemingly what everyone's reacting to right now tumblr is very mad at it apparently I, yeah. I didn't check reddit 4chan's like lol tumblr's mad at it right so like that's yeah. they, they, that's that's seems to be what the entire discussion is behind right now okay um yeah so what, what do you think of my andy what do you think of my comments on the the weiss fight i i agree with you i think I, I think the way I should put it, I think I might have been a little too strong with how negative I was sounding. Like, I think it was good because it was reminiscent of season one, like you said, and it did imply that they were getting back into this music video fight scene type things. I really am just focused on how long it was really the scene. It felt like it could have been condensed. Other than that, the scene was like Weiss just hitting stuff. And I like that. What'd you Is want? that a better way to what, what did you want? More uh, Dr. Watts? Like, uh, what... No, no. I wanted more of like, somebody else in Team Ruby. This was like seven minutes. Like This was like a three and a half minute fight, honestly. That could have been three and a half minutes of a different person on Team Ruby. Or just cut out Adam and have seven minutes of another person in Team Ruby. Like, well, it could have cut out the Adam stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I, ideally. Yeah. So, Haley, who, whose side are you on more on this Weiss fight? Uh, I think I am... I guess percentage wise more on Dylan's side, but I agree with Andy. I think it was a little long. I feel like this is a common thing with all the um, fights that we've noticed since Monty unfortunately passed away is that a lot of them are kind of slow. Like I feel like it would have been really neat if they just like turned it up to fast forward just a tiny bit 
because in the first couple seasons, the fights were so fast paced and frenetic and that's why they were like so awesome to me. Um, and I think this fight would have done well with that. Um, just to have a little bit more variety, right? Cause it was Weiss shooting things a lot, which was awesome. Um, but aside from that, the speed was my only really criticism of it, I suppose, but I think it was really cool. And I think it was, um, awesome to see that she can just like summon like it's no big deal now which was really like go Weiss and exciting um and I liked seeing all of her um I forget what they're called but like the glyphs glyphs Glyphs? yeah Yeah, the glyphs yeah she used the glyphs very heavily and I thought that was neat because when she first went down to um uh go fight them I was like is she gonna jump out of the plane like what is her plan here oh that would be so I know when she's like, like open the back when I say, I'm like, Weiss, you can't fly, sweetie. Don't jump off the plane. <laughs> um, I thought that was what was going to happen. Um, but I was happy that she just used the, like, um, I guess, extra gravity or whatever glyph for staying upright. Um, yeah. And I like the bits when the plane would flip upside down and then her and the knight like land on the other side and everything. So I think there were some cool parts in it. And plus, seeing a big, long fight scene with Weiss is always a great thing after we haven't seen him too much. So I guess I'm on your side more than anything, Dylan, but I think it would have been good to be a little bit faster. Yeah, this is the this is the discourse you always hear about um, the post-Monty fights, or that they're not as fast, they're not as frenetic, right? Um, and I think that's generally true. I would, I guess I'd argue that that's not this, the scene's problem. I think that it is pretty fast-paced, when, especially when we get to the fight against the Queen. Um, like, mm-hmm. like I think, yeah, yeah, that's when it like kicked right. in. Right. Like I, th- like I think it, there's. It. I think if you're gonna argue that it's slow, I think it's just because it's like too, like just too long. Like I don't know if that there's means, just breaks. Yeah. Right. There are breaks mm-hmm. between everything. Like there's these long periods of just standing and watching things, and Weiss preparing for things. Like I just rather see Weiss just go right at it instead of just like seeing her get ready with dust like for 30 seconds like it was unnecessary sometimes like the first time she went down there to get dust yeah that's necessary she's picking up dust she's getting her weapon ready but then after that we don't need all those scenes of her just getting ready to fight things we know what she's there to do yeah, anyway yeah um yeah, may- the first half i think you can maybe condense that but i didn't i really didn't have any problems with it um i think that like though the, the she's cooperating with like the pilot of the ship who yeah. we don't care about him so like that's a problem um like, <laughs> yeah and, like, oh he was so annoying yeah, he was like he's he he's was. not like he's not really a factor he's just talking sometimes um but it's yeah. it's um, a little bit like, of banter yeah like he he's he's not important and we didn't really have a great context for what's happening but um overall i still i don't know i, I was really enjoying all of it especially with yep. the, against the queen when we when um the uh when the song from the volume four soundtrack the this oh. life this life is mine kicks in um i think that it's really great so one of my favorite favorite scenes um definitely of, of uh like going into volume four like i'm trying to remember anything in volume four i liked more than this i'm not sure um i i'd agree with that this is still i'd still take this over any fight in volume four yeah that's, that's i think a... what it kind of reminded me of though was the fight of um blake and son and the sea monster yes you know when they get like a long fight together because that was i think that was the scene from last season that i at least like that's what really stuck out to me thinking back on that season so i think this is kind of a parallel of that in a way and that was also episode two as well wasn't it yeah exactly yeah it's a good comp because it's also early in the season yeah that was a great fight scene too um that also felt reminiscent of early ruby fights but that was like the whole thing is like why a son and it's like a ruby and so but (laughs) this is like just twice okay good um but it's you know i guess the other guys there in the background too but um yeah uh he's necessary she's on a plane someone has to fly it i guess so yeah and obviously it's a guy because we talked about that last week anyway um uh, so what do we think of these lancers the um the the (laughs) 
wasp grim. I thought these things were really like obviously Lancer's a stupid name, but I thought all of the, I thought they were really cool that they can like latch onto ships and they're just like these these giant wasps. Um Yeah, and apparently bombs. Like they hit that one plane and yeah, it just Yeah, I'm not exploded. sure why it exploded. <laughs> it's a good question. That was impressive. Um I think they were cool. I think they were a good enemy to have against um like this particular context of her being in this aircraft having to fight things. I think the wasp idea is really neat because I was wondering when they were saying when he was starting to fly through the floating islands and was like, oh, there's dangerous grim around. I, I was wondering what they would do. Um, so that made sense. And then it made sense as well to have a big queen bee to have a big fight to end the fight kind of idea, yeah. Um, yeah. which was really good. So, yeah, like, like I think they're neat. Yeah. Like this is this is like what I mean by like reminiscent of earlier Ruby. Like we've really lost track yeah. of like cool Grimm. Um, like that's a big thing. Like and this is one of the mm-hmm. coolest Grimm introduced in a while. Um, and like we just we've lost track of uh, these just uh, f- these like music video fight scenes. And this is one of the best uh, songs, I think, uh, on the show um, in a little in a while. So, um, yeah, I, just, I think the, the Grimm are a big contributor to that. What do you think of the Lancers, Andy? I, I like them. I'm glad. I was worried this was just be like more Nevermores, like more of those Raven Grim. But I was really happy when they came out and there are the Wasps. It reminded me of a little bit of Code Lyoko in some ways. Like this really felt like a video game enemy. And it really like there were like some Wasp type enemies in like, Code Lyoko too. Yeah. They and were, um, yeah. I mean, I think I, mean, I think, I think to, the Grim in general are very reminiscent of Lyoko and Code Lyoko. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that in a bad way. Like it is Zana's a good thing. Monsters, yeah. I like I like these. I like the appearance that they're giving these. And they are. And they do have some unique abilities that I'm not expecting. Like. Like you said, the hooking onto things with their stingers was really cool and was really tense when they did it when it was done well and that um when they were flying between all the floating islands. It was I really like these these Grim. They're really cool. Yeah. Um like that that's maybe what surprised me the most out of this episode was that we like introduced an awesome new Grim. I was like, wow, this is this is what I love about Ruby. Like let, like let's do this. So uh yeah. I hope this continues. And it wasn't just like, oh, it's uh we're hyping up this ultimate Grim this whole season. Oh, it's a uh, horse of the apocalypse or whatever it is. I don't like whatever, <laughs> I don't know. I like I like Running yeah, that strange thing. Yeah, like, with with extendo arms. Like uh this is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like the Lancers a lot better. Okay. Um and uh the setting for this Lake uh, Matsu's floating islands. I thought these were really gorgeous too. They Yeah, the, the backgrounds are really nice yeah. this episode and yeah. this whole season. The pilot had an offhand comment about these islands being made of gravity dust, I think he said. Yeah, I, I heard that too. <laughs> that kind of, I just let just, that slide. It's just words. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just I got a little mad about it because I'm just like this makes no sense, but then I was just like, okay, I'm good now. Nothing. I don't know. I don't like know if we've dust, said the word like gravity before, dust? but um, yeah, like like dust, waste, like waste dust, right? Like um, yeah, yeah. but gravity. Yeah, sure. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure people think that makes sense, but it does. It like whatever. I don't care about that. Um, and uh, the yeah, and we talked about her summoning the night. I think that is really it's a really good moment considering the waste stuff we got into <laughs> volume three. I guess it'd been a while, but yeah. yeah. That night was so cool. Like just, just it disappearing right before hitting the the queen was like, oh yeah, Weiss is awesome. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. uh, from the white the white trailer and um yeah yeah and uh, I don't it, it like it like cuts it down but it still gets the sting in. I don't know. I feel like I well yeah that was upsetting. It's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. It felt it's refel- the pilot's fault. Yeah, it fe- he didn't evade the target. I guess so. He felt realistically. But yeah, and then they crashed down. Um, and as I, we talked about this last week, like this was what was gonna happen obviously and um and raven finds weiss um yes it sucks to be weiss but it means that we'll probably have ruby uh team members connecting so yeah ruby weiss might reunion might happen and and uh 
And Yang too. Yang. Yeah. Because it seems will like Yang's match. closest. Yeah. So. Yang is definitely closest to them right now. So maybe the mm-hmm. freezer burn reunion first. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, what do we think of uh, Raven here? I think she's cool. She's very cool. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I guess. yeah, she likes I she like steps on Weiss um, to like. Yeah, knock that her out. not yeah. so cool. <laughs> people, people were people were feeling that, but um, <laughs> that's that's okay. Um, and- I was I was a little. Um, it felt a little strange that she was just in a random party of people out there because unless we're really close to the bandit camp, I'm like, why is she just here with two random guys yeah, out in the middle of nowhere? Plot, plot convenience. They they see yeah yeah. But it'd be like, they, yeah, they see a ship crash. Yeah, and it, guess, hopefully this is close to that camp. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I hope it's close because I want. I want. What I'm saying is, I hope they're close so that Raven just brings Weiss straight to the camp, and she's like, I hope we don't get to the camp and Weiss isn't there. Like that'd be really frustrating. Oh yeah, like they're on their way and Yang arrives, right? Yeah, like I, I just want this to happen as quickly as possible. Yeah, I, 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 I do think the pace has been expedited this season. Like, I, yeah. I think more has yeah. happened in these first two episodes than one would expect going in. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Given, Which is really good, yeah, especially given the context of Volume Four. So. Um, but Blake is still menagerie, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but and there's hope because um, we moved that plot along this episode too. Like even as as terrible yeah. as it was, we did move it. So like in theory, that's going to come to a head soon. Okay, hopefully. Um, yeah. Let's we'll save the uh, Adam stuff for last. Um, I know that's what you want to hear. Whether you want to rage about <laughs> it in the comments or like uh, listen listen to our Discord, <laughs> I'll save it for last. Okay, let's talk about um. So Lionheart and Doctor Watts are talking to Salem and Cinder. Um, in the beginning of the episode, uh, through the Seer Grim, which I believe we saw last season. We did, yep. and we were very confused about what it was. Yeah, so it turns so. out it's just Skype. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Killer Skype. Yeah, with a Skype yeah. that can choke you. Right. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. No, it has spears. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dr. Watts, yeah, so we saw Dr. Watts was listening in last week and he is here this week. Um, I like that we don't have to have a scene of like, oh, Dr. Watts, report to them. Like that all happened off screen and it's like, okay, he came. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they talk about, uh, I don't know, a lot of stuff. There's actually a lot going on here. None of it, like, I don't know if there's really a headline. Like there's nothing super, super big happening, but, um I, I enjoyed checking in on everyone um Kaylee, what do you think of this scene i i i liked it. it i honestly i like anytime we see like salem and cinder is a good thing for me normally because they seem very cool um even though like they've kind of not a ton has happened to them since we've been introduced to them but i like them as characters um and uh yeah i thought it was neat what if they were just like chatting away i think it was interesting that cinder can talk now no problem so that's good i guess yeah um a whole season goes by with not much happening and first episode back hey everyone i can talk uh i guess it's good as well because they learned that they have the spring maiden um which will be helpful for plot progression and it sounds like i guess dr watts is going to stay in uh mistral i suppose but Tyrion's gonna go and also, I'm so confused about that Tyrion needs a new tail. I get that as her saying that, like, oh, he needs revenge, but is he actually going to get a new tail from them? I, I didn't know what that was all about, but yeah, I thought it was a good little... I, I think literally a new tail, which, yeah. Yeah. Not, I think it might be. I think Robotail, yeah. M- yeah. Maybe Dr. Watts is a doctor. We're discussing this <laughs> off screen. What is Dr. Watts a doctor? Maybe he's a doctor of building things so he can make a new tail. 
Um, uh, yeah. I also I have I saw something about this on uh, on Tumblr. I did like a little search to see what the the general consensus was, and someone pointed this out, and I noticed it too that Cinder's voice sounds different, and I don't know if it's yeah she was I, she was she was still credited. Everyone was credited the same. Yeah. I'd heard rumors that um, Cinder and Salem might have gotten different VAs. I don't know Rooster mm-hmm. Teeth. Like there's a lot. Obviously, Rusty is very visible. People I don't follow, but people would know more than. Um, but they were credited as the same people. In, okay. In so the maybe it's just her putting on like a different, like a horsier accent or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I don't know if you guys noticed that. But I know. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was definitely in my mind. I I was biased because I'd heard the rumor of new VAs, so I was looking for it. But, uh, but they, I, she did sound different. I didn't notice at all, okay. and I think that just as a different opinion, I didn't notice at all. But I also have not heard Salem or Cinder speak yeah, in Cinder, over Cinder a year Cinder, especially now. two years, hasn't talked. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that's why I was like, maybe I'm just yeah. like not remembering yeah. right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess maybe the headline is that Cinder can talk again. She didn't talk off last season. She's be- she's better now, I guess. So um, and that yeah. this, team, this section of the uh, the plot knows where the spring maiden is now too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the spring maiden stuff. Um, I, yeah. There's, but yeah, Cinder. Um, checking on Cinder. She's basically she's slightly better, and she's obsessed with Ruby. Is what's happening with Cinder? <laughs> yeah. Obsessed. And so what is about, Tyrion. What about yes. Ruby? Like, yeah. Um, Tyrion. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess because Ruby mystical sin- silverized her. She's mad. Really mad about that. I like that makes sense. But Ruby didn't really do anything. Since he cut, she got off his. She cut off his tail. Oh, for Tyrion, yeah, but for Cinder, like, uh, oh, 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 yeah, I, 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 yeah, like Ruby. It's not like Ruby really took that action. Like, uh, she's she's kind of lose her eye. Well, yeah. she doesn't know that. She doesn't care. She lost an eye. I she's got to blame someone for it. I guess yeah. so. Um, yeah. But yeah, we learned that uh, Cinder and team are going to go with Doctor Watts eventually. I guess because Doctor Watts needs to restore Tyrion's tail first to go to Raven. So um, this is very exciting to me because Cinder and team are back in action. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Especially and Emerald, Emerald and Mercury might be relevant players this season. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, they're in the um, the opener, and Cinder is yeah. like angry looking next to the Spring Maiden in the opener too. Yeah. So the intro, so makes sense. Yeah, I'm just ready for a bending fight because that seems like what all the maidens <laughs> could do. They could like bend. Yeah, yeah. Who will who? Avatar who, who, v Avatar. Well, yeah. This show's yeah. this show's just Avatar, but um, yeah. And we're trying to make Cinder the Avatar is what we're doing. So um, like, it's like at the end, um, Cinder and Salem are talking, and uh, Salem says you'll get your gift, uh, but you have to be careful of Ruby. So I I assume that means you'll get the power of the Spring Maiden in addition to the Fall Maiden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Try- or or she'll get or she'll get the relic from or the forever. relic. Yeah. Can the yeah. relic grant the Maiden's power? I assume not. That that's not how we don't know. But they said they're this, she Salem told them to bring the spring maiden to the relic. Right. So they, they the reason they need the maiden, at least from what Salem was said in this episode, was just to get the relic and then they didn't didn't seem like they mattered. But from previous seasons I was under the impression that they wanted Cinder to get all of the maiden's powers. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever been explicitly said, but she I don't think so. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Like this shows Avatar we're trying to make Cinder the Avatar. So, um, but yeah, that, I assume it's like a two part, it's a two step process. But uh, yeah, now that we know that the maidens unlocked the relics, it it does seem like Cinder wa- or Salem wants the relics. I don't know if we knew that or not. I think we might have. I don't. Who knows? I think so. I don't know. But um, yeah. Maybe. I think I, I haven't really said a lot about this scene in general, but I just want to say that I think this scene is really just like the first episode of the season. It shows a big improvement in their ability to show exposition because. It just is. They're just a lot better at 
explaining things without making me really bored or really saying a lot of unnecessary things. And it's really, it's a lot better now. Yeah, I think it's, it's better. I don't think it's great exposition. No, um, it doesn't take, it doesn't better. take that long. So it doesn't really matter. Like this is the shortest part yeah. of the episode. Um, like there, yeah, there's a part where Salem um, starts choking Lionheart and um, oh, it doesn't God. really like, it's not really for like, say it's, Lionheart like starts questioning her and she gets upset, but it's, it feels really shoehorned into the, the scene to me. Um, and it's just like, okay, we have to have a scene of Salem showing she's in charge and stuff. And, um, but yeah, it's like, it's the scene feels constructed. Uh, like it's like, yeah. let's get this information out there and let's do this stuff. But um, overall, yeah, it's, it's better than a lot of the exhibition we've done previously. I agree. Yeah. But it's not even like, that scene with her choking Lionheart, if they just changed his line, it would feel better. But his line is like, she's he's agreeing with her. That's the problem with that whole choking scene. Yeah, Lionheart's like making a helpful suggestion, and she's like, uh, yeah. just, just shut she it. Just loses shut up. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's too, you know, it's just too fast. Um, But, but <laughs> compared to Too Slow, Volume 4, this is yeah, preferable. This is better. Yeah. Yes. This is better. Always better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, other things in the scene are um, Watts was uh, taunting Cinder um they they report they found the spring maiden crow told them um yeah we talked about that cinder yeah cinder's going to get raven um with dr watts um get her to use the relic and then uh give the okay to the white fang to destroy haven so it seems like salem's holding adam back a a little or that's the impression Trying. trying to hold adam back because they don't want like chaos in mistral until they get the relic from haven yeah yeah so which which so that that's new information and um watts uh dr watts is ordered to get Tyrion a tail uh <laughs> yeah and at the, good. and at the end salem wants to talk to Tyrion. so apparently Tyrion's there which i guess he was last season yeah and cinder smiles about that yeah like she seems really happy with Tyrion getting punished it seems yeah I don't know why why is yeah. Tyrion getting punished now he hasn't done anything um i don't who he knows? messed up in the past, so he's messed up last grim. season. Yeah, but I guess maybe, yeah, maybe he hasn't well. been punished since then. Anyway, okay, so there's yeah. that scene. Let's talk about the Adam stuff. Um, uh, so here we go. Like we can recap the scene briefly. So Adam and uh, Hazel. I wasn't expecting to see Hazel here. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, was uh, I haven't heard him talk in a while, but I, he did talk like in the first episode we saw him, right? And and, yeah. and, and then he left. He- Someone said he spoke to Oscar when he when Oscar was getting on the train. Yeah, I remember he was in the oh, Oscar yeah. train scene. Yeah, um, they're talking to Sienna Khan, uh, the the high leader of the White Fang. So we'd heard about Sienna for a while, and um, we, Delaney and I were speculating on her a lot last season. I believe that she wasn't mentioned until Volume Four. Um, I think yeah. so. Yeah, and uh, so we, we kind of we'd never really known who was in charge of the White Fang. Maybe it was Adam. <laughs> we kind of always got that impression, but no, it's Sienna Khan, and she's here. And she's like a, um, know, what animal is she? <laughs> like a leopard cheetah? Uh, like, I think someone yeah, said tiger. Yeah. Tiger. I someone said tiger. Yeah, I guess the stripes are most tiger. Like, she's like stripes on her arm in addition to like the ears. And um, mm-hmm. uh, she is, her character design is awesome. Yeah, she she is so awesome. Yeah, She just mm-hmm. is. <laughs> One of the best new character designs I think the show's done in a long time. Yeah. I got so excited when I saw her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so did excited. I. Yeah, just uh, yeah, female uh, women of color, like in charge of uh, like the White Fang, like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, it's it, who's just the awesome design, like very very promising setup. Okay, uh, we'll see how that plays out. And um, this, <laughs> uh, Sienna says uh, the White Fang's not going to attack Haven. Um, Sienna advocated violence when necessary for the White Fang, but Adam's like taking it too far. Um, 
Hazel and like he brings out Hazel and uh Sienna doesn't want like Hazel there. It's not clear why Adam brought Hazel here. If she if he was yeah. if he was just gonna kill kill her, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> on retrospect, this makes no sense because it seemed like Adam was planning this. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Eh, maybe he wanted him to see this. Um, and Sienna's like, "Don't start a war against the humans. You can't win." Adam's like, "We will." And so, um, before we get into the the stabby part, um, so <laughs> let's talk about part. Sienna's position as head of the White Fang. So I, the problem the problem with the White Fang that Delaney and I have sa- always said is that um, they've always just seemed like an extremist group to us. They've always just taken very unsympathetic actions and um, just seem like a terrorist group. And like the show seems to want to paint them, paint them as a genuine like human rights group that has just gone too far. But we've never seen that other side of them. Um, and I think the question for Sienna is like, where does she fit in on the spectrum? Cause she says that she does advocate violence when necessary. This episode makes it seem like she's like, uh, justified by, like she's not bad, like that she's like, uh, violent, you, like you need to push back sometimes under a system of oppression. That's basically what she says. And obviously they're not going to say it like that, but, um, well, like, but it, we know from the history of the White Fang that, um, this is an extremist time for them in general. So, like, the Sienna leadership is under them being more of, like, the terrorist aspect rather than the human rights, human rights aspect. This is, like, a larger discussion okay. about, um, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, I, I, like, so my content, for me within the episode, and agree or disagree, I get the impression that she's fine here. But knowing the history of the White Fang, I, it seems like that's not what we're supposed to think. I don't know. What, uh, what do you think, Ailey? I don't know. I think from... I think it's like probably like you were saying a much bigger discussion about like right and wrong and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think from the side of the faunus, um, she seems good and doing all the right things, but then the people who are being attacked probably don't agree. Um, (laughs) I would imagine. Um, but I don't know. I really, I really liked her because she was so like an interesting gray area where they are facing actual, injustice and um need to have a revolution and sometimes just saying oh stop already is not gonna actually do anything um especially with this where it's like literal species going against each other which is pretty extreme um yeah i i think she was a a kind of a a gray area character which i was really excited for because this show um is not bad at i don't know not bad at that but like i really like other shows where characters are not entirely good or evil and ruby doesn't have it it has a few characters that are like that but not as like overtly like that like sienna was um so i was excited to see that because i think she would have been interesting to like see her meeting with ruby and other people but yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I do think the show is a morally gray problem. Like that, like it's the White Fang problem. Like the White Fang are just presented as evil, like when they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. They should be presented as um, like a complicated group. And um, yeah. shows mm-hmm. never because they are, shows, and they are. But the show really just makes no attempt to show that to us. The complicated part. They always just show the bad part. Um, yeah, and, like Adam. Right. They just show Adam, and we didn't even know Sienna existed until in, like last yeah. season. She's mentioned, mm-hmm. but this is the first time we see her, and she did seem like a morally gray figure, and that's really interesting. Um, but, uh, like I, I'm interested in like, what's the purpose of doing this? So they introduce her and then they kill her and then Adam's in charge of the white fang, but you could have just done this after volume three because we didn't know she existed. And we're kind of under the presumption that, 
um adam was in charge of the white fang anyway like i like not really like we knew he was like uh, a lower level that rose up but you could have just made him in charge off screen and stuff so it's like what's the purpose that's mostly what i'm interested I, in like what's the purpose of and I, like this isn't the this isn't the number one but i'm like burying the the rant for a little bit but yeah like like why <laughs> why did they even do this because it's a, on the surface I, it's like it's it's hard to understand i think i i think i might understand what they're going for because i viewed sienna as um she had she wanted the end result of what adam was doing but she didn't want to go through with what he was doing does that make sense he she wanted the effects of what he did to um to beacon academy but she thought that it was too dangerous she thought it risked too much to do things like that but and and so the people below her her all the other people in the white fang saw the result she wanted and they agreed with her but she just wasn't doing that and adam someone from the ranks who has the same vision as her but is willing to go through with those things that she wasn't willing to do those evil things and i don't think this is a good way to do this i don't think this is good i'm just saying i think that's what they're going for yeah i'm not clear <laughs> not clear from the scene i think whether sienna would have wanted the attack like she did not want adam to do that or the attack on but uh, but, but no. she wanted it's to me. It seemed like she didn't want war just because they didn't. She didn't think they could win. If she, if she could win, it seemed like she wanted to go to war. Yeah, right. right. I think this is like why this was like such an interesting portrayal of her. It's really not clear um, whether yeah. the show wants mm-hmm. you to be sympathetic towards her or not, which is good. Um, like uh, I think ultimately, like you should default to sympathetic towards these type of figures that are fighting for equality. I think that that's like yeah. very much like, and that's kind of the perspective I'm coming from. And um, I think within this episode, there wasn't really anything that would make me not like not want that from her um i just know from the overall history of the white fang though that that might not be the case and i do think that anyway so what i'm getting at with this like why they included this i think that um like we needed to show that adam's like a super extremist uh that's kind of the only reason to to like have adam subvert the person who's like more uh controlled um in in charge um like we're showing that adam like we're separating adam from the rest of the white fang like this is not adam is that white fang is not inherently um like terrible like adam is um but we already mentioned that last season that he was an extremist we've we've known that for a while this is definitely the best job the show has done at showing me that because i think the show has like tried to present that like in dialogue for a while um yeah but uh it's never like it's never been really clear so i i do think that um there is a level of success with what they're trying to do here in that um in that adam is just this crazy person and he's in charge of this group that we hate who's, him uh, who, he's in charge of this group that but the group's not all bad right like blake blake's no. fighting for you know blake fights for like the white fang on like mm-hmm. uh or has in, in like a lo- different level and um so th- it, that that might be what we're coming from here what do you think Ailing? yeah well let me lay out my conspiracy theory for you guys <laughs> oh that's a good start i have theories I maybe it might be wishful thinking. I think it's probably wishful thinking, but I think that maybe she'll come back. Like maybe she's not actually dead because here's my things. <laughs> so in the scene itself, there's definitely, there's some blood on his sword, but she's not bleeding out and she got a stab wound through the middle of her. So there should have been blood on the floor, not like a pristine carpet underneath her. So I thought that was a weird detail. Might just be animation, but whatever. Um, and also, like we were saying, her character design is gorgeous and like so well executed. And obviously, there was a lot of time put into that. And I feel like that's so 
strange, like budget wise, to make a character <laughs> so beautifully designed and then just kill them immediately. Like that seems weird to me um, from that, that like a production side of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that she, like we were saying, is a really impactful character that could actually do interesting things to the plot because um, there are characters like Blake and I forget her name, but her chameleon friend. Elia, and- Elia, Elia, yeah. Ilya, yeah, Ilya, and all the other um, faunus who are not as extreme as Adam, and I think one way for the for Adam and the extreme faunus to be taken over, or not taken over, but like snuffed out, is by those better faunus to be led by someone like her, or something like that. Um, so I think that would be good, and I think at the end of the show, after like 13 seasons or whatever, I think we're probably going to be at a point where the faunus are integrated into society and it's all good and happy and hunky-dory and whatever. So I feel like Adam and his crew have to be taken out somehow, and that would be a good way to do it, but I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a lot of wishful thinking. She's probably dead, but it just seems so strange. Like, it's so... Maybe it's just... Like, you just wanted to shock and awe us. Like, maybe that's what it is, but it just seems very illogical to me. So the, so the Haley conspiracy theory here is that... Um, <laughs> Uh, Sienna's zombie Sienna comes back and leads the and, le- <laughs> yep. and leads the like reformed White Fang charge along with Blake, and then there takes floating islands, uh, and, this then take, and then takes and then takes Like it's kind of like a kind of like a Prince Wu figure, like comes back to potentially yeah, lead the Earth Kingdom at the end after the crazy person took over. Okay, um, yeah, it makes me feel happier um, in my yeah. heart if that is. The I, case. I will say, Haley, I have seen this set from other people mm-hmm. today, so you are not alone in thinking like, is she really dead? Like that doesn't really make any sense. Um, it really doesn't. It's so strange. Andy, buy or sell? <laughs> I'm, I'm selling because I think what they're doing is they're trying to set up for Blake to be in charge of the White Fang. In, yeah, like, in, probably. In I think that's what they're actually doing. I mean, I'd love if Sienna was alive because she was like I was like the second she appeared on screen, I'm like, oh, what cool weapon is she gonna have? Like immediately. And right? when I, and when I, yeah, like she's just so cool. I, I was already imagining amazing scenes with her, and and I was like, oh, what what is Blake and her's relationship? Are they together too, or something? Yeah, like, like, uh-huh. Would this scene be better if she actually had a fight with Adam? Like, would this scene yes, be better? that would be good. Yeah, she doesn't. She yeah. doesn't get to do anything. Um, so I'm definitely selling this theory. Um, I did again. I did. I did see it from. <laughs> I don't get much. I, I did see it from other people. So I'm like, you're not alone here. Um, like I get where you're coming from. Like, why would they design this? Uh, have their? Why would they waste their best character design in one episode? Um, and right? uh, like the, their best new character design in a while. Let me let me rephrase. Um, <laughs> and uh, I I think that one you have to consider that they just have better production values this season overall so like there are a lot of cool uh, character designs in the background in general um i do think this is in play i don't think you can just say okay like ruby doesn't do stuff like this this theory is dead like there's a lot of unexplained stuff in ruby happening you do have to consider that this is something that might happen i just don't think that that's what they're going for here um like it could like it yeah, would, it would I, justify the scenes like i would like that like it would justify bringing her in um it wouldn't just be like why would they do this and then kill her off right away okay if we're gonna bring her back that's that's a potential answer yeah i feel like i uh like my brain is probably thinking probably not she's probably she's probably dead just accept it but we did end season three with ruby like 
shooting silver bolts out of her body. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Like the show does unexplained things. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do think it's in play, yeah. but um, definitely think she's dead. Okay, so um, so let's get to time will tell. Right. So then, yeah, Adam stabs her, and he's the new high leader, and Hazel is not feeling it. So uh, okay. Let, let's get to the rant. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about this here on a. And I, you guys can contribute here. Um, but uh, this is this is from a a like a, a social perspective on this. Like, just this is the scene is just very enraging. So let's let's start with the history. Um, so the worst scene of Ruby ever is in the second last episode of Volume Three, when Adam, a character we'd seen for like five seconds, comes in and inexplicably strikes down two of our heroes and has major consequences on them psychologically and physically and um, just. Uh, for no reason, like overpowers them, and it's just really uh, a really stupid thing to show. And um, I, I'm like, I'm I'm not sure whether I'm gonna like curse and then bleep it out later or during this whole rant. So we'll see if I I'm, I'm on the edge of I'm I'm undecided. Okay, it's definitely justified. Yeah. So this rant. Um, we'll see how I worked up yet. But uh, so like that that happened, and um, it was just really terrible to see. It's like uh, okay, all these these a- this agency is being taken away from these female characters that uh, that who are our main characters, and there's this rando. Uh, white dude comes in and just strikes him down and it was terrible and it was probably the maddest uh mean delaney i've ever been on the podcast uh, during that podcast um that's like the worst thing that's happened on any show that we've we've covered for the overly animated podcast so it's a very memorable time for for us and um so what do you do if you are (laughs) true rooster teeth uh you you just uh i guess you do it again (laughs) like uh you just replicate the same uh stupid thing like you just you just uh come in and uh if you're so this episode we introduced this um this uh this awesome design this uh like the show has a lot of white people in it and um there, there really is no reason for that. Uh, there's just kind of everyone default whites on the show. And, and then, um, we bring in this awesome woman of color leader of this, uh, group. And, um, she, she seemed with it, she seems great. Uh, it's, it's like, it could be a great, imp- she's like leading the charge for equal whites. If like, she's not like, there's a problematic aspect to this of her like advocating violence and stuff. It's like a, uh, bad, like a, a potentially bad portrayal. You know, it's a complicated issue on that in, in that regard. Um, I don't think the episode's intentions itself are unclear. Uh, but then what do you do? You bring Adam up again and we'd really haven't really seen him since, since volume, the end of volume three, he hadn't really done anything. So, uh, it's like one scene. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, he, he comes in and again, <laughs> he just, uh, just strikes down this, uh, this female character for no reason. And then this, and, uh, you add in another element here of her being woman of color and Adam again being a white dude. And, um, it's, it's, uh, just the most, uh, just raging thing like that they've not learned their lesson and uh that they feel the need to do this it's not even about learning a lesson it's just about like what they're putting on the show at this point um and uh it's like why do this again um they just do not like i get that maybe the story calls for this happening their plan that they laid out um would would have this happen but uh it's just the show just continues to it, it has uh female leads and it continues uh, to not like respect their presence as leads on the show and continue to introduce all these, um, male characters whose purpose is to like chaperone or control them. And then, um, also there's this one character whose only purpose is to strike them down. And no, Adam's not supposed to be a sympathetic figure, but like he's, he's just this horrid character. Like he's not. 
it's not it's it's just insulting narratively on top of just being infuriating uh from a progressive standpoint it's in just incredibly insulting narratively that this person who has not been developed on the show for one second can come in and just have these big plot ramifications and it seems like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be these big moments and justified um it's 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 very frustrating um and kill characters who have better like character i like understandings within two minutes of us meeting them I, I, yeah. and we're more excited for those characters than we've seen him for all these seasons. i agree with that uh sienna was on screen for two minutes and she's better than adam a better character than adam already and would have been a better presence By, on the show than, like yeah. heaps like leaps and yeah. bounds so uh, it's like adam's just the whole, his whole character is oh i'm this uh edgelord like uh that, that's just what he and like the show like under Got stupid hair the, never takes his mask yeah, off he's, and he has a really red sword he's just the stupid edgelord yeah. and like the show is aware of that um like it's not like we're like oh be sympathetic towards adam um like the show is is aware that he's like a stupid edgelord but it just it, it just continues to legitimize him um and continues to have him have consequences on these characters that are legitimate people and like him just being this non-character who's representative of a lot of problematic things and um yeah it just it completely kills this episode it completely takes the air out of the season and um you know just why why just why why just don't do this you know this is this is just such a it's also just such an inconsequential thing on the plot overall like just have adam be leader off screen like just don't just don't put this in it's very simple Okay, what do you th- what do you think, Ailey? <laughs> I I am also enraged. I'm so angry <laughs> because I think that is something that the show is seriously lacking is a people of color and in powerful positions and just interesting new morally ambiguous characters. And not that it's good, and I'm not condoning it in any way, but having a female character be in a position where she's like. Okay, I don't want to sound bad, but I don't think it's good to advocate violence. But you don't normally see female characters in that role. They tend to be if they're leaders. A lot of the time in shows, it's like, oh, they're like, oh, peace and love and da da da. And like the golden queen idea. Whereas this is like a powerful and she is like dangerous and actually dangerous and um, exciting new character who seems to have like is saying one good thing and then it is also not great methods at the same time so that was really exciting and i wanted to see her and she was awesome and then yeah and like adam shows up and the second he showed up i was like oh god adam (laughs) like little did i know it would get even worse because i was already angry at him the second i saw his face and then he comes in and just kills her and like you were saying andy it i feel like not that it would have been good because she would still be dead in the end um unless my crazy crack theory is true (laughs) but um, we'll find out um but i would have loved if she at least had put up a fight because clearly she has like risen charge for a reason yeah exactly like why doesn't she have a sword on her anything and she just got all these like um, uh, guards around her who are willing to um, be part of this crime. So I think it would have been amazing if they just had her at least do a little bit of a fight. That would have been at least a little bit satisfying before she just gets unceremoniously killed. Um, and I was so enraged because I think this is a very common thing is that part of the reason why I originally was like really loving the show is that it was all these powerful like action 
fighting ladies and they were great and they're interesting characters and their designs are awesome and everything. And that's been seriously lacking in the last couple seasons where all the new characters we meet are guys and they're really annoying a lot of the time. And, and then there's characters like Adam who just show up and cause trouble and hurt people um, for no reason whatsoever that they, their character development does not justify the amount of plot relevance they should have at this point. Um, (laughs) honestly. And that really upset me that we got this new character. And like I said, I was watching it and I saw her and I was immediately like imagining all these awesome scenes with her. And I was like, Oh, she's so cool. That's amazing. And as a creator of a show, I think that's something that you want from your audience is that they see a new character and they get excited for that character. And this is the first time for a while that I've seen a new character have been like, oh, awesome. Like when we saw Lionheart, I wasn't like, oh, what a cool character. I'm excited to see what he does. Like Lionheart, whatever. Um, So I was pumped. And then, and throw in that she's a woman of color and is all powerful and it's great. And then she just dies to the white male who then sits in her fancy chair and all like, like, (laughs) so angry. So angry. I, you know, other other thoughts on the on the stop again, Dave, Before we, I'm trying to. I, I almost said it really. I almost got really bad there. Adam, Adam sucks. <laughs> I'll just say Adam sucks, and I really, really hate him, and I'm really mad. And I think that this scene is just. It, I think this has the the same problem with the first scene of this episode has, where they rush through it, but you can't rush through something like this. Like it. Like there was an interview before the season came out where they're like, we're rushing to try to fix the problems that we made in season four. Essentially, we're trying to get Root Team Ruby together. We're trying to, we we made a mistake, and it's good that they're admitting they made a mistake. But they shouldn't rush this part of the plot. Rush Team Ruby back together. Yeah, do that. Don't rush through all the stuff in the rest of the world just to, just because you're rushing everything else. Yeah. Like getting Team Ruby together shouldn't be hard. If if it's this hard to get them together, you've done something really wrong with your show. And that doesn't mean you can just shoehorn in these really annoying, stupid characters that are doing these things that I just hate seeing. Like, give us, give us an episode, instead of giving us an episode with Adam gloating, give us an episode of Sienna running the White Fang for at least like two episodes or something, and then have Adam kill her if you're going to do it. But I mean, I still don't want her to die. It just, it makes no sense. I'm just really pissed about it. Yeah, um, I, I agree. This might be the result of them, them trying to move things along. Um, and yeah, it, this is the wrong thing. <laughs> this is the wrong thing to rush. Like if, if, if you, if she was originally going to be a character all season and then you just got that cause you want to, you want to expedite the pace, like not a good move. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, just overall Ruby's, Ruby's just a sexist show. Um, it, it's, which is so silly cause it like the whole premise of the show is that it's these four characters, four female characters that are action packed characters so it doesn't make any sense why it can possibly be a sexist show, but then you watch it and it totally is. It's yeah, shocking. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like most shows on TV are are sexist. Like this isn't. I'm not singling. Yes. Like, like if you're like, what is this person? I don't have this perspective at all. What are they talking about? Like most shows on TV are. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I don't think I don't like, think Ruby was for the first two seasons. No, it yeah. definitely wasn't. And I'm trying to think. I think. With like the Bechdel test, it should be able to pass that every single time. But I think one of the only instances of two female characters talking together 
not about a guy was Cinder and Salem. Yeah. Cinder, that was Cinder it. and Salem talking was the only thing here. Yeah. No, they yeah. were talking about Tyrion. They talked about Tyrion. Yeah, and they were talking about Tyrion too. So yeah. like, we should have more female characters. I don't think they passed. The, I think, I don't I think, think they, they probably the technically, last they probably technically did this episode. But yeah, there's just they there's just males inserted did, that we're going through every every. Yeah, yeah line, but yeah. the point is, it should be like a no brainer, really easy thing for it to do. Even just that, like really basic metric. And it doesn't all yeah. the time, or it just just passes. Yeah. It's 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 just it's a sexist show, but it like it's it's something that clearly shouldn't be because it has four female leads. It's it's just kind of impossible yeah. to understand how we got to this point. Um, Which kind of makes it more yeah, it makes it more infuriating than like a stupid sitcom on on like a CBS or something. Like obviously those are going to yeah. be stupid exactly. sexist shows, but um, you know this is and this it's not like this should be held to a higher standard. But um, you are we are like uh, kind of ruining something that was not I, to start with that. i think you should hi- hold this to a higher standard if your premise is going to be that you have four women as your main characters yeah i'm going to hold that to a higher standard than the show that's about like a yeah. stupid family and the, the only you know thing i, mean? I don't like, want to I... do is like leave those off the hook or something you know but um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. They, 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 you have yeah. more responsibility I, when you when you try to when like all your advertising and your whole premise the title of your show is based around these four characters <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and not even just them, but just at least them being separated and then interacting with other female characters. Yeah. But no, like everyone they've met has been male. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's hard not to argue after this episode, the Ruby's a sex show. It doesn't mean it's like overall negative, bad on the world. It doesn't mean that um it's like not able not able to be get to a place where it's not. It doesn't it's it's just it's just a thing. Like it's it's not a it's not a black mark. I think it is it's a bad thing, but it's you know, like people think like, oh, that's the end all be all like you, you said this you must take the show and stuff like no um no it's just pointing something out and i think i'm excited to see um what raven's character is going to be and also how her and the spring maiden are going to be interacting because i think that's going to be a- an opportunity for them to have some other really interesting female characters that are in charge and powerful yeah, I agree so with i that. really hope they don't like have adam show up and stab them through the gut again <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah leave, leave adam know? away from the maidens yeah the maidens are yeah, uh we'll maidens see. are somewhere they have to introduce new female characters just because the cons yeah, the plot yeah. concept. oh god yeah, yeah. yeah. therefore their hands has been forced okay we're gonna we're gonna run into a male maiden in season seven or something. You're like, oh my everyone, god! Oh, there, there's people that want that. I'm like, stop. Just well, everyone didn't everyone think that Oscar was right, like yeah, the spring yeah. maiden? Yeah. So, no, yeah. come on. So yeah. No. Okay. So um, yeah, it, it seems really bad. Um, yeah. Know, I yeah, don't know. Basically. I'm 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 not even I'm I, I'm just so like de-energized by Ruby at this point that I'm not. I know I'm not as passionate in this rant than Adam rant from two years ago, but um, you know, I just. I've I've lost a spark with with the show, so like it's not it's not not happening as much. It's like okay, yeah, Ruby, whatever. I mean, you can go as far as just to say you could just cite that other podcast. Go listen to that. It's like yeah. the exact same yeah, brand. It's right? basically the same. Like, yeah, I've already pulled that clip for our five hundredth clip show, actually. So that's gonna that's gonna. <laughs> I heard that like that was but by the record, I pulled that before this episode happened. So um, but yeah, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. We could talk about Hazel. Um, I don't feel like it. So. Can, can I just say about Hazel that? I always forget that he's like this really buff guy. The name Hazel always. I do like. like I, I like always, that. Yeah, I like that he's this buff guy and has this, no, this name. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I. I like it. I just. I always forget because because you never we haven't seen. Yeah, well, he's not. He's not even like, on the but, screen for more than five yeah, seconds. Yeah. So. But. Yeah. But I like it. I like his his voice is really deep. He has really interesting voice. But I mean, he's kind of stereotypical. Like he's like, oh, nobody needs to die today. Like and you, and that's like the stereotypical like he doesn't want to fight, but he's really strong type. Um, mm-hmm uh archetype type thing and uh 
I don't know. I don't know what he served, what purpose he served in this episode, to be honest. Because again, we talked about it. Adam invited him, but then Adam killed Sienna. It made no sense. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna know why he is like that. Because I feel like if he's part of Salem's gang, he should be like bloodthirsty all the time. But right. Yeah. It's an it's an intriguing character. I think his presence in the scene is there's there's like a further rant about his presence in the scene even makes it worse. Honestly, but um, I think they needed to have him on screen at some point because we saw some of the other characters in his group being introduced. Right. Maybe we would have forgotten he existed. I know I might yeah. have. So. I, I definitely think he yeah. he could be interesting. Not just not not this. The scene has ruined it, but um, we'll we'll see like what, what how, <laughs> how he interacts later. Okay. Um, few. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I, <laughs> did, I think together. Yeah. Haley, final thoughts on this episode. Uh, uh. Well, I guess my final thoughts are. If I do not think about how Sienna died so aggravatingly, um, good episode. I enjoyed it. I am ex- really excited to see everyone get back together. And at least like Weiss and Yang are probably going to get back together in the next couple episodes, which is pretty exciting. Um, and also, I like that this episode has a lot of like things coming into play and plot movement starting to begin and people going places and everything. Um, so that was cool. Good new fight scene, like a music video, like you were saying, which is something we've been missing from the first couple seasons. Uh, Sienna was great until they they killed her. So, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I really want my theory to be true, but I really don't think it is. But you never know. We'll see. Um, yeah. So that that's my synopsis. Yeah. And I will basically. say if she comes back to life, it doesn't like it doesn't rectify. It doesn't fix the problems of the scene. Yeah. No. So, oh, no, no, no. It, it, it makes not, it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a positive. But yeah, it's still. Yeah. It's a, we'll find it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Not not holding my breath. But um, no. Okay. Andy, final <laughs> thoughts here. My final thoughts are more like wishes, like about the future of the show, because this episode was just bleg, like bleh, whatever. But I really hope we don't see Adam kill anybody anymore. <laughs> like, not even this season, just ever. Can we just can we just not do this anymore? And two, I'm like, if we're speeding up the plot so much, can we not speed through the Ruby reunion? Like, that's the thing we want to see. I want that to be drawn out. If anything's going to be drawn out, let it be them talking to each other, please. Yeah, you need to show them reacting to seeing each other again. That's yeah. like literally all we yeah. care about. So just please, please, yeah, show please that. don't don't race through this. Please don't have to like meet and then. Oh my god, there's an enemy. Go yeah, bye. You're, you're, like, you're starting off with like the least maybe the the Weiss and Yang probably the least connection to each other maybe out of all the four of them. So yeah. like well, I yeah. think maybe it's a good start place to start and then build up from there. Um, but, but even even that, that one, even that one, you still like please just please show us how they how they. But if yeah. If they view that as the least connect, like lowest connection, that is interesting though from a from a writing perspective. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if do. I don't know if they do. It does make sense with the way they're structuring this. I think it's what I, I think it's yeah. how I analyze it. Um, you know, yeah, I have definitely been viewing it that way too because it also means that most likely with things the way things are going, Blake will be the last one to meet up with the team, and I think they view that as the most important relationship with the team right now. Which I guess is interesting why they would view it that way. Because right now I view more Ruby with everybody more interesting because Ruby's amazing. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, what, Blake is the one that like ran away at the end of um, 
I guess, yeah. Sound. Yeah, like, true. There's the most yeah. And maybe a a small glimmer of positivity out of this Adam Sienna thing is that it might force Blake to leave. Um, right, yeah. What are you talking about yeah. this? Like, uh, it moves the, bla- it moves the Blake so. plot along. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, so. Yeah, it does. Maybe? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, overall, yeah, overall, I think that if you can take away the two minutes of the stabbing, then um, I, th- I do yeah. think it's, like, a good episode if you take that away. But with it, it's not. Um, but, like, again, and same thing with the direction of the season. I think that if you take that away, then the season is, like, on the right track. Um, because we're moving yeah. faster and, um, like just compared to volume four, it's, I'm much more interested in what's going to happen next episode than I was last season because last season, nothing was happening. Um, and, uh, now things presumably will happen, but, uh, really just a black, a black eye on, on this whole season until we can, uh, make us forget it again, because we're all just gonna, of course, forgive the show and continue watching because, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we want to see that reunion. I guess so. Yeah. Just, be, just because yeah. the sorry state of the red like where else are we going on tv like there's not it's not like there is there's anything yeah yeah, there's great shows there's good shows but it's not a lot so um okay and yeah i'm just i'm very attached to the characters in the world and um i don't i don't you know i don't think you have to boycott the show to no you know it is a good reason maybe not to to subscribe or whatever but uh you know it's it's like still you know even you know even with this i'm not again even from before even with this like terrible thing it's not a i'm not saying ruby's like a moral negative on the world i do still probably think ruby overall is a, is a pretty big moral positive just because like it affects people's like people like it and affects their lives and whenever you like create content in the world mm-hmm. and people enjoy it that's always a positive so that that's like that's yeah. true of whenever we criticize something but you know people just make make sure we get that out there okay um let us know what you thought of dread in the air as always please be civil in the comments um we did a very civil reasonable discussion here and i expect the same from you guys in the comments if not i'll delete it so um but if it, you can do you're allowed to disagree with us just you know it's just yeah just be nice so uh do that at youtube comments or uh, overlyanimated.com you can leave a comment there if you click on the article or um can consider one way to support us is via iTunes review overlyanimated.com slash iTunes for our main feed or search Ruby, uh, I, Ruby overly animated. And, um, you can, uh, if you enjoyed our discourse on this, give us a positive iTunes review that would help. And, um, uh, also you can chat, chat about it with us at our discord, um, overlyanimated.com slash discord. We already had a lot of discussion going today on this, uh, text chat about, uh, we have a Ruby channel. So, um, and you can always support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Alex, a.k.a. Esteban Universidad, who doesn't watch the show, but um, that's okay, Alex. And uh, thanks so much to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, yeah, on the positive note, it is uh, apparently Magical Girl Weekends uh, in the animation world. Uh, it yeah, is? because there was a, a new Ruby, which I think is kind of a magical girl show. It's kind of an honorary magical girl. Show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, miraculous ladybug surprise dropped two episodes from Spain. So, uh, another magical girl show <laughs> and then, uh, miss new mist guns tomorrow. So, um, uh, we'll be covering all that at some point in the near future on the overly animated podcast. Um, Magical, magical girl week. Uh, no atoms allowed. So uh, that's, our, that's <laughs> hopefully no atoms in the other shows. And uh, I don't think there's there's equivalence in these other shows to, to that character. No, 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 no. They're, all, they're all fine. Just, no, just, just this saber through yeah, the gut. Just themes. this one. But uh, yeah, check that out all, all out at overlyanimated.com. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.